You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Hey everybody, welcome. It is episode 313 of the Confederacy of Dunks basketball podcast. Uh, we are still Freddy-less here. Uh, Andy, uh, Andy Hall right here, uh, my co-host Brendan Holleran is, is still in the house. What's up, Brendo? Uh, what's going on? How are you? Uh, you know what? I'm great because we got some huge news to drop right off the top of this, this pod. This is breaking news. This is, this is uh this, this is where people get this kind of news from. Exactly. And this kind of news is that Freddie and his partner Caitlin, they have had their baby. This podcast has experienced a championship. Uh it has experienced numerous disappointing free agencies and it has now experienced a full-on kid um by by its founder so congratulations uh remy was born and everything's great and everyone's healthy and everyone's really doing really good and uh, if you stick around at the end of the podcast i might play a funny story that i just told brendan off off the record here but anyways uh until then though we got to, we get to look at and talk about our our toronto raptors um you know, in what is quickly becoming a pretty tough season to watch. I mean, it started off kind of at least at least it was like meh. You know, at least it was like very mid w- what we were doing as a team. But now it's just the 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 tanking. You know, if you want to call it that, is is getting tough. It's getting tough. You know, in early January, uh, you asked me uh, because Freddie was having uh, was having this baby. You asked me, hey, will you come sub in? Uh, yes. uh, into this podcast. And I remember at the time I said to you, yes, I remember. Absolutely. This. this is, this is actually be a really interesting time to do a Raptors <laughs> podcast because there's going to be so many changes. And then the changes <laughs> happened right away. And now yeah. I fully regret being here almost every single <laughs> time that I'm here. I'm like, <laughs> I forget that I have to record this podcast all the time. That I think about it. I think about what we have to talk about and I regret having to do that. Whoa. This is tough. Uh, we heard it. We heard it in the opening. Uh, the Scotty B. Scotty bounced last night. Even Scotty has had enough of it. He mm, hates it. He's out. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's out. Uh, I guess. Yeah. I guess let's let's start by talking about the very most recent Raptors blowout loss to the Spurs. Here, uh, not too much to talk about, other than Wemby having a crazy night: twenty-seven points, fourteen rebounds, ten blocks, triple double, triple double off of blocks. Always impressive. Um, the last person to go. What is it like triple double and five assists like 27, 14, 10 and five is Akeem Olajuwon like in in the mid 90s. So like that's an impressive feat. Uh, he also threw in two steals in that game. Um, yeah, very impressive. And and f- actually watching it is obviously very painful as a Raptors fan, but it was kind of wicked watching Wemby just be so good. And like swatting Grady Dick at the end of the game, and Grady Dick, I swear, fell down and like held his head, like, "Oh no, I'm like, a was... boy. <laughs> He's too so young. little." <laughs> uh, oh man, I, it was I, so can funny. Can I zag here because we gotta have something. Let's else zag. Go for it. Right, zag. Do whatever we want. I am not impressed in any way, shape, or form <laughs> with Victor Wembanyama's <laughs> blocks. <laughs> I I don't. I don't care. You're tall. You should be blocking everything. All right. Oh, he had 10 blocks last night. Great. He probably should have had 20. It's going like, like, oh, I'm really, it's really wild how that, uh, how that person can clean the ceiling fan and he's 15 feet tall. You know, it's like, he should be able to clean the ceiling fan. He's 15 feet tall. I can't looking at one like we listen. I don't know if you know this, but we as basketball fans love blocks. Blocks are like are like some of the most exciting plays in the whole sport. Get that garbage out of here! And I think it's just because we can say stuff like that after. Yeah, totally. Uh, because it's like the ultimate like 
it's the ultimate form of defense. There is no better, like, you know, you could lock down uh, the the attacking player and force them into a bad jump shot that rims out or like, you know, it's a backboard or is an air ball. Air ball is like a little bit better, but like block is like the definitive. Yes. I did my job. I stopped yeah. you. Your shit. Here's my yeah. bum. It's in your face. Yeah. Like yes. just you got degrading. stuffed. Yeah, yeah, you got. Yeah. But when woman Yama does it, I'm just like, you should do that every single time. I was like your arms. He kind of did do it every single than, time last night. Your like, arms are taller than the, like the tallest person. His was, his wingspan is like taller than he is. He did it twice to Scotty at one point, like and on the same play. Scotty driving just one huge hit and then like kind of gets it back off of a rebound, tries to go up again, and when he's like right here, like no, I just did this. Um, yeah. So, anyways, I mean, say what you will. And like, he's obviously very impressive, and I'm not saying that it's not a thing, but like, you are. No, I'm, you are. Also, but I also am saying it. You are saying that it's not a thing. You're saying it's not impressive. It's not impressive. I don't know. I, listen, I get it. He's good. He's like, is it worthy of a defensive player of the year? Sure, but like, you know, you're tall. You you're tall. You just that's not a skill. That's just fact. The funny thing is, is to look back and be like, well. You know, it stands out because other tall players, you know, simply the, it's not just that you're tall, you know, otherwise, otherwise, and then you look back at the, at the history of, of who has the most blocks in a game, which is what I was, I did it in the middle of the game last night. And it's like, it's just all the tallest players who've ever played. It's like, you know, it's like Manute Bowl is in there. Like he has like seven, he has, he it ties the uh, ties second place. Cause the record is like 17, I think. Uh, but he, he has two performances with 15 or something like that. So it's like, these are just. These are that list is just a, tall, a list of the tallest players who's ever played. So I you know what would be you sense. know what would be more impressive than Victor <laughs> Wembanyama's ten blocks uh, if it happened? Uh, uh, Fred Van Vliet, two blocks, two blocks. Just give him any yeah that, any that, number. That really. is more impressive, and I would argue uh, better basketball than <laughs> than than Wembanyama's uh, a million dunks because I'm tall and. Uh, I, I'm just, I'm literally everywhere, even though I'm standing in the middle of the court. You're actually right. Cause I remember, and I can't remember if it was like championship season or the season before where like, I was just like, I don't remember who it was against too, but I remember Lowry got, Lowry had a game where he had like two, I want to say three, but I think it was only two, two blocks. And they were just like, everyone was like, Whoa, Kyle you know it's like of course yeah that's impressive that he, mm-hmm. how did he do that <laughs> you know how did he put himself in that position um but you, scotty let's talk about scotty here you you said scotty bounced he was he was having a time out there he, he wasn't happy no and uh i think that last night um sort of for me was like uh oh we're in real trouble type moment um in that uh I think we were are starting to realize of what the depth of what this rebuild might be. Because uh, yeah. when we made uh, the OG trade, obviously it was like, hey, we're getting quickly. He's like 24. He's pretty good. We're getting the RJ. He's uh, been he's already been in the league a very long time. This is going to be an expedited rebuild. And mm-hmm. last night, watching our best player get so frustrated that he had to leave the court in an obvious rebuilding year. Everybody knows what we've talked about this uh, every time I've been on. We all know what we're looking at here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. when he is so frustrated that he has to leave the court and we can't even beat the lowly Spurs. Um, you start to realize the depths of how long it is going to t- take to come back from um, from this rebuild and start being like a legitimate team again. It's not going to be the quick turnaround we're all sort of hoping for. No, uh, absolutely. Um, there were a couple plays near the end of the game there where Scotty... Uh, I noticed uh, would get, I think it was, I might've even been on that, that play I, I just talked about where he was blocked like twice on the same, on the same drive where, where he, he got blocked from like behind and he just stood there after and like looked at, like didn't at all try to get back on D like, you know, and, and this is your, like, you know, that happens. It's frustrating, especially in a game like that. I can understand it, but you just don't want to see it from, the guy who's your supposed leader and face of the franchise. Don't get me wrong. I'm not like saying Scotty is, 
any kind of negative or toxic player, something like that. Nothing like that. It, this happens to players. This happens all the time. It's just that, like, hmm, okay, I just hope it doesn't happen that much more. Uh, and I, I don't think it will. I, I, I honestly don't. I just think this was a that's got to be a frustrating, a frustrating game to be in. Especially, I mean, I mean, you're going back to back getting killed by teams here. You know what I mean? So it's 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 frustrating. Like you said, and it, it's not going to end anytime soon. Uh, yeah, but I, th- I just think that, like, it, it, I think it's extra bad because uh, it, he obviously knows that he should not do that. And yes. you have to be so mad to do it. And, like, you know, Pascal Siakam, he left the bench at one. He fouled out of a game. Uh, this was a season or two back. And um, he left the bench. He got suspended for one game. And that was sort of like the beginning of, like, the end when that sort of thing happened. It was kind of like, oh, maybe perhaps our time with Pascal is, like, ending here because everyone seems really unhappy. And when players seem really unhappy in these situations, you start to go like, hmm, I wonder, it's just, these are warning signs. This is something to be monitored. It is something to be uh, observed. Um, I personally uh, am not like, oh no, Scotty's uh, upset and is going to ask for a trade, even though that is our, as Raptors fans, our collective trauma. Um, (laughs) I don't think that's going to happen. I am more of the uh, hey man, we'll figure it out. Well, why don't you just win then? Why don't you just lift your team up and and the, that's what the greats do. Why don't you be one of the greats? Um, but but I do think this is a troubling sign. I do not think that this is like don't worry about it. It's all going to be fine. Um, is there any level since we're just on the topic of how this sort of rebuild this first year? I mean, is it, yeah, I guess this is technically the first year we've 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 sold everyone out here. Um, What's your take on how IQ is doing? Because I think when we, like you said, when we made that trade, everyone was pretty stoked about it. Um, you know, we were we were happy to get two starting players back, you know, and um, it just seemed like a win-win for everyone. Uh, uh, now we've seen these guys play a little longer. I think, like, I think RJ is has kind of exceeded expectations a little bit, like obviously not like crushing, crushing, crushing it, but like doing, doing well, I'd say the guy we want him to be IQ came in and I think everyone was like, finally, we got like a guy who can shoot and like play that role. And now it's like, okay, we're kind of like, maybe this, you know, and we were all like, Oh, New York wasn't the right fit for him. Obviously that's why the trade happened, all of this, but now it kind of seems like we're seeing a lot of the same stuff that we saw in New York. I'm not at all giving up on Emmanuel quickly. I'm just saying, is that at all concerning to you? I, I've heard people express concerns about this because, you know, this would indicate that it wasn't just like a, a, a situational issue for him. It was like, oh, he's been incredibly consistent here too now as well. I mean, we're playing, is he playing, are you playing on a worse team? Maybe that's it. What do you think? He's playing on a worse team. Um, sure. That's an aspect of it too, but I think it's like, um, you know, when the minutes go up, you're out there for longer, so there's there's more time to be inconsistent. Um, right. And as a young player who largely featured as a backup, had not really started that many games, I think that he is coming in to uh, this situation and trying to figure out a new team, new franchise, new city, uh, new players. Um, and he's also, uh, on top of all of that, he's also trying to figure out how to be the starting point guard for a team, right? And when he came in, a lot of his entrance interviews were about like, you know, people just think that I can shoot, but I want to show that I can really run a team, that I'm a point guard, that I can make other people better, that I can come in and lift this franchise. And I think that we're seeing that with that expanded responsibility, with that expanded playing time, that there's going to come more inconsistency because he hasn't built up that part of his game. Now, is it a little concerning? Yes. <laughs> Again, is it something to monitor? It is definitely <laughs> something to monitor. Um, yes. But... I would be much more concerned if it was like this one year from now, um, because I still think that this group has just been like ramshackled together and they're figuring it out on the fly. I know Darko has absolutely talked about how there's no, there is no practice time at this stage of the season. There is no teaching. There is no system work. Um, you know, they had like three days off and he was like, we're doing a mini training camp to try to get everybody onto the same page. Um, so I think that perhaps it's like easier for a player like RJ to come in in a motion offense and uh, cut to the to get downhill, to uh, cut to the basket, to be making plays around the hoop, um, than it, it, without having to run anything um, than it is for somebody like IQ who has to come in here and run the show essentially with uh, with a couple other like you know people who need the ball in their hands. Scotty is a guy who's just has to have the ball too, so that balance. Right. Um, I think it's, uh, I'm not overly concerned about it, if I'm being honest. 
we are monitoring. I think is the overall feel of what's happening with this team right now. We are monitoring things. We are keeping a close eye. No one is. No one is panicking. <laughs> this is a lot of the same. to panic. What, exactly you right. Panic There's no panic to be had. At the same time. No, no, exactly. Um, so, okay, branching off from that, let's talk about uh, the the recent uh, trade deadline uh, performance here. Um, we uh, obviously we moved we 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 moved Otto Porter Jr. and Kira Lewis in a first rounder, which is the worst first rounder we have apparently, right? Um, I guess it was at the Clippers one. Is that it? That is cool. Um, yeah, uh, for uh, Oche Abaji and Kelly Olynyk, and I, we, you and I spoke in like our group chat. And um, uh, I, I was like seeing a lot of stuff of like, why did the Raptors get Kelly Olynyk? What's happening with that? He's a guy who I, everyone sort of predicted would go to a contender, right? And be a, a nice uh, uh, piece to help to add some depth to a, a team that was, you know, in, in, in the playoffs and in maybe even in, in, in the, um, the championship sort of talk. So, so as best as I can like I, I was also kind of confused by this move, uh, and 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 the, the most I can I can say for it I think is like, well, we need someone to play for the team, you know. Uh, it seems like you know we uh, people wanted us to like, just we, we gave away Dennis Schroeder and, and Thad Young, okay, and that's fine. It's just that, but people do need to play for the Toronto Raptors when we when we put a uh, when it's game time, right? So. I guess like is is it simply just like why not get Kelly Olynyk? <laughs> like he was there, let's get him. We don't really care too much about the Clippers' first round draft pick, so let's get a guy who's good. And Abaji, I mean, it see everyone seems pretty. I was listening to some like jazz, like pre deadline jazz like guys talk like about music? him, like the music. Nah, yeah, pre deadline jazz music. Just some really, <laughs> yeah, dude. Just some improvised <laughs> stuff, some jazz, and like you know. <laughs> I was watching it Honestly, play, listening to the jazz. He was got it, really, it loosened me up, man. It loosened me up and made me feel good. <laughs> no, I was listening to some jazz analysts talk about him, and they they were like kind of like high on him. They were looking for ways to like get him more involved and like, oh, maybe a trade will open up some space for him and all this. And then he gets moved, and you're like, oh, okay, well, I guess, or, or I guess we're giving up on him then. Um, so that's kind of encouraging and interesting. It's a very Maasai move to get him. Uh, I feel like back in this trade, but, but I mean, I don't hate getting Kelly. I like Kelly. What do you think? Um, so, yeah, I think that, I, I think one point that you raised there is really important in that anytime that we make a trade and we're in a rebuilding thing, um, I, I feel like the general consensus is that uh, everyone feels that the player that's coming back should be like 14 years old. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't think that that is realistic. Um, <laughs> I think that you do just have to have some players sometimes that, that can play. Um, now that being said, uh, I was very, uh, surprised when I looked up Kelly Olenek's age, cause I did not know that he was actually 32. Cause to me, Kelly yeah. Olenek is always like, oh, he's a younger guy. He's he's new. Younger. He just got here. Yeah. So I was also a little bit taken back by that in the following press conferences. It made sense. You do need some veterans around. You need some people who want to be here. Yeah. around and kelly olenic is definitely two of those people and can uh you know um uh play in the system that we're trying to put together and then you know if he signs for two years perhaps you flip him to a contender in the second half of that thing i know that he said that he wants to be here like indefinitely for the rest of his career and that's cool too so um, he was up for retiring you know, as a raptor which is great so okay. yeah but for for kira lewis and Otto porter jr like i think that's a great return like you just take it right? right like yeah uh, what are we expecting like uh it's it's a neutral um uh kind of move yeah i mean it's it's like i saw some some i mean this is what you refer to as a i mean some people refer to it as like a win now like trade a person like that's what he was going to be for some teams well you know it's not bad to win now like we're not i don't think we're trying to get the first round pick in this draft you know what i mean it's not like we're but but at the same time we're obviously not trying to make the playoffs so a couple of wins keeps your fan base sort of happy a little bit you know like it gives us something to be like hey someone you know uh, you know, people are looking good. I mean, speaking of looking good, Grady Dick is out here looking pretty good. Kelly had a decent game against uh, the Spurs there as well. So, you know, the, we're seeing some development um, of some of these players, and hopefully this is going to this is gonna work out for us. Um, I, okay, I – here's something I kind of don't understand, okay? Mm-hmm. 
why did we just give away Dennis Schroeder? Um, uh, essentially, like that's all. That's what we did. We gave away those two players. We didn't want him on the team. There was there was some strife going on. Obviously, we've heard about all this. Um, could we not have gotten anything for Dennis Schroeder, basically, or were we just have? I mean, obviously, we're just happy to to get the space and all that. But like, I, I just feel like no one wanted Dennis Schroeder. Like, no one needed a backup point guard who's like kind of decent. Uh, I will never know because we're we'll not privy know. to these phone calls. We're not privy to the backroom deals. We're not. Uh, we don't know. Um, Schroeder, yeah, you know, obviously they wanted to get off that money that they, uh, mm-hmm. that they promised to Schroeder. I think that when they originally signed him, there was, you know, um, some, Hey, we still might be good. We still have good players. There's a potential that if we got up to a hot start here, this would look like a really good deal for us. If we were ended up, um, uh, being a playoff team, I think when that was not, the case and we uh realized that we were going to be quite bad and then we were going to get worse there is no point in keeping a shooter i guess this was the best deal available i guess they prioritized uh the cap space over some sort of young player like it's just if if that deal like we will never know but if that deal was out there it, it would have been consummated if there was like a good decent young player that we could have like you know, a package along with a, a grizzled 38 year old veteran we would have done it history has shown that we would have done that <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I mean, I'm even like, yeah, can someone just play for us? Because like the depth chart is looking pretty shallow here, you know, as a result of some of these moves. I, again, we're not trying to make the playoffs, uh, obviously, right now. So whatever. But it, it, it just seemed interesting to me. Um, but also the the idea that this was going to be a playoff team this year. I mean, I, I know going I mean, I, we had a perfect 500 record last year, just missed the playoffs. But like we're going into like a, a a year with a bunch of expiring deals. I mean, didn't don't you think that these people saw this coming? Like Schroeder's like, we're going to be the starter in a playoff team. It's like ah, not so fast there, man. Like I don't know, I'm not so sure. Yeah, this was not a playoff team last year. This was a play-in team last year. Yes, exactly. Got bounced out of the playoffs. Um, absolutely. Um, I don't know. There was reason. Uh, you know, who knows? It's what this you is- say on the way out. When, when the team has just traded you and you go like, you know, I thought I was going to be uh, the best here, but um, it's like coming into this podcast going like, you know, I thought I was going to be happy talking about all this stuff, but apparently it's just depressing. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, of course, there's all you have to know a little bit, um, but I don't know. I think that that's just kind of what you say on the way out. Um, and, but, but, you know, I don't know. Maybe that's a good faith argument. Maybe he did think that they had a chance to make the playoffs with that roster um they certainly weren't indicating that they were going to tank they were indicating uh, that they were going to compete um True. and it didn't work out um i wish you were the best he hey he will not hey, you be know one what? of my most remembered raptors no absolutely not and certainly we can all agree that getting rid of him for absolutely nothing was a shrewd maneuver all right <laughs> getting all right. for spencer dinwiddie and then saying no thanks spencer dinwiddie immediately going no thank you spencer dinwiddie uh although having spencer dinwiddie sign with the los angeles lakers mm-hmm. uh shortly thereafter and uh i guess we can move into some nba stuff and <laughs> i guess we're leading with this spencer dinwiddie signed uh a, a contract with the lakers and guess what he gets one extra dollar if they win the championship. Explain uh, this to me because I saw this in the rundown and I did not. Yeah, I don't know so the story. Is, I didn't. I don't understand it. This is real. This is uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. He also had this with the Hornets. I think it was the Hornets, right? Um, and, and now it's with the Lakers. He's had this sort of cl- cl- weird little clause in his contract uh, twice now, and I was like, "What is going on here? Like, why is it some kind of?" maneuver to like did he need to have a number of certain number of things in his contract for some reason i don't know um something about the lakers maybe they want to do it no it's just an inside joke with him and his agent and him and his agent were like let's put this in here for fun because we think it's funny and now we're on a championship team so like oh people are looking at it and noticing it because no one noticed it before apparently but like what i mean what's the joke i don't understand (laughs) like a small, like a, a not incentive to win a championship. I don't get it. I don't, it I don't get luck? it. Spencer Dinwid. If it's for luck, it has not worked. Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's not working out for you. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I can't think of any other weird 
you know, I was at, at the time I was like, are there any other weird NBA contract things people do for fun? It's like, no, there's not. There's not no one. one no, there's nothing. No one does this sort of thing. Spencer Dinwiddie is a pioneer in this uh, uh, in this realm. Um, uh, what, what would you put in your contract that if you won the championship, what would what's the dumb, useless thing? Um, I need if I win the championship, if 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 our, my team wins a championship with me on it, okay. Every game that I play for the team after that, they have to give me one of those super. Joe Louis, the double one. Okay, so just you, know you I mean? show you show up to the arena on your chair in your locker. Yeah, it's a double Joe Louis, a super Joe Louis, a super Joe Louis. Yeah, it's like a Big Mac of Joe Louis. Have you had one? Uh, I'm I'm sure I have. Twice as good as a regular Joe Louis. It's just more. It's not just more. <laughs> it's... It seems like it's just <laughs> no. More. It's not. It's a whole different experience. It's thicker, but not like too much in your mouth it's more icing you get the double icing and that changes. So double more we're just that, talking about yes more. it's not just more though it changes the feel is what i'm saying the it changes feel. the texture the mouth feel and adds flavor and what are what are we doing we're living a life flavor, full of flavor more. always so it's just more it's not just more though <laughs> It's a different mouth. Don't ignore you're not, the mouth You're not feel. describing it in any other way. That is, I said it, it creates a different mouth more, feel. Different. What do you want? Different mouth feel. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. It's not just more. That's okay. what I'm saying. Also, you All can right. go with a super passion flaky, but that is just more. Oh, okay. Yes. Well, that, that is just more. It's like okay. super passion flaky is just like this much longer. It's like an inch longer. That's, that's right. the whole. That's it, it. it doesn't change the mouthfeel at all. No change in the mouthfeel. It's a simple, simply a longer flaky. Uh, what about you? Um, I would do something like really weird and specific. I would, I think it would be a food thing too, but I'd be like, if I win the championships, I really like this. Um, uh, I've driven across the, the, uh, the United States a couple of times. Uh, I went once with you. Um, yes. we stopped at this, this one bar in Lincoln, Nebraska that had yeah. like the best chicken wings I've ever had in my life. They were so good. And then I was like, they couldn't be that good. And so I went back another time that I was driving across and I had them again. And I was like, how did you remember what that good. place it was? Like, I, I remember that they had a big bull up like a big bull's head behind the bar. Oh, okay. Okay. And so I can remember like the vibe there, of it. Maybe yeah, if I saw it, I, just, I would also I remember. I just Google yeah. searched like a wing red, like, okay. Okay. Like so, okay. This is what I, okay, the thing is like that. Yeah. Right. I went back. They were as good. So I'd be like, <laughs> if I win the championship, no matter where I am in North America, you have to get me <laughs> two pounds of wings from the cool bar that I like in Lincoln, Nebraska. I do not know the name of it. Um, And you got to send that. You got to bring those over to me. Okay. I want, them, is, I want them hot. Is it Brothers Bar? I don't know what it is. We're going to spend okay. too much time trying to Google uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. <laughs> yes, I absolutely am doing that. If right you now. find yourself in Lincoln, Nebraska, and uh, look look for a bar, it has a like a big bull's head behind the thing. I don't know. It's, if it's not like it, some people are out there going, it's just Buffalo Wild Wing. It's not. It's not. It's not. And they have, yes, is that like, is there a logo? Is about, yeah, you, come on. You, come on. It's not a Buffalo Wild Wing. It's not a Boston pizza. It's a legit. Well, yeah, yeah, no. There's surprisingly zero Boston pizzas, I bet, in in Lincoln, Nebraska. They did not a game. They didn't get down there. No. Okay, I think it. Okay, I don't want. I don't see. Here's the thing. I don't want to lead people astray. Because I kind of think it is this place. Uh, whatever. Anyways, it might be Brothers Bar, in Lincoln, Nebraska. Um. Okay, what's what's next here? What are we talking about? Okay, well we we mentioned the Lakers there because Dinwiddie is, is uh, going to the Lakers. Brando, you you wanted to talk about some 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 Lakers related news here. Let's get some clicks. Now you got me Let's looking up. About the now Lakers. you got me looking. Now you got me looking at Brothers Bar. It is not Brothers Bar. It did not. It's not Brothers Bar. It. It's not Brothers Bar. Oh, it had a bowling alley in it. No, this Brothers Bar has a bowling alley. In oh, it. sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay. We got. We must put this to bed. Best just, wings in Lincoln, weird. Nebraska. <laughs> okay. Okay. We're doing it. Let's get some clicks. Best wings in Lincoln, Nebraska. Yeah, let's get some clicks. Okay, is it Hop Bar? They did have a lot of beers, right? Didn't they have like a thousand beers or something? Yeah, they had a lot. Um. Okay, well, you, I guess while you look that up, I'll talk about the story you brought. Hang on. Uh, so All right, let's, let's reset. Let's get this part out and reset. Okay. <laughs> Do, 
are you are you still looking it up? I'm not still looking it up. No, I'm okay, going good. to. Here's what I'll do. I will look at it. Um, I will I will research this and I will report back next week. Okay, please do. Oh oh, I think I found it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure that this is better than just like a really tired Freddy coming on and sleepwalking through a body? Is it called the watering hole? And oh. it has a big has a big bull and smoke what? can come out of the bull's no- nose. No? Let me see. Actually, it's a buffalo. Never mind. This is a buffalo, not a bull. It's a buffalo's head. Okay, look up the watering hole. Yeah, this might be it. This might I think be it's it. it. It's on like the main drag. Oh, yeah. And I'm seeing these wings. Yes, this is it. Okay. We found it. Look at that. The watering yeah. hole in Lake Nebraska. Hole. Anyways, when I win the NBA championship, um, my organization needs to bring me two pounds of wings from the watering hole in Lincoln, Nebraska, and I want them hot. Highway 34 and 14th Street in Lincoln, Nebraska. Shout outs to all our listeners in Lincoln, Nebraska. Um, hit us up with some wings. Feel free to send some our way. Okay. Moving on to your topic. You wanted to talk about, you know, shoot. Yeah, listen, so uh, they unveiled the uh, Kobe Bryant statue uh, this week, um, commemorating the life and career of Kobe Bryant. And um, as a Raptors fan, I absolutely have to take issue uh, with this. At first, I was like, oh, okay, nice statue. Sure. Okay, great. Um, And then it was revealed that it was inspired by his um, uh, 81-point game against us in 2006. I can't believe it. I just want to point out. Some of Kobe Bryant's accomplishments. Oh, yes, please do. He is a five-time NBA champion. Yes. He has 18 NBA All-Star selections. He was the league MVP in 2008. He's a two-time NBA Finals MVP. He's won two gold medals. He's been on 11 uh, All-NBA team first teams. And this is the moment that they have to commemorate? They have to do this to us, the Toronto Raptors? Of like they did this now, to us. I know he did all of that stuff, and I know that, that that technically is all much more important than scoring the second most amount of points in league history. Yeah, right. The second most amount of points. <laughs> but no, no, we should do the one. Remember when we like beat up on the Raptors that Sunday afternoon? Yeah, exactly. Um, I I I can't believe it. I thought like. First of all, when I saw the okay, I want to talk about the aesthetics of the of the statue after, but to talk about that, it's like that was a rough Raptor squad. You scored, you 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 dropped eighty one against second most points in league history is noted, should be noted. It's not the record, but apparently he, like it says, like I, uh, his wife uh, tweeted or or posted on Instagram, like if you want to get mad about the trophy, like he picked this because and and and, but then it's like. Wait, what? What do you mean he picked it? It's like, oh, there's a tweet from like a bunch of years ago where like someone posted the picture of him doing that pose. And it's like, I think this would be the trophy or I think this would be the statue, the the statue uh, or whatever. So like an offhanded comment from Kobe back then equals this is the, this is what we get. This is the statue we get. And, you know, as statues go, I think the him just like raising his arm in the air with 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 the number one. I, I, I think it's a good pose, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about the arm length. I want to talk about the arm length. And listen, I don't doubt that whoever made this statue has done this to proper proportions and everything is normal. But on those initial pictures where it was unveiled, and I saw them on Instagram, and like, is, uh, is Vanessa his wife's name, right? Vanessa Bryant, yeah. right? She, no one was saying anything bad in, in her comments. Everyone's being very respectful, very nice. Everyone was being very, very cool. <clears throat> However, if you go over to the ESPN post about it, everyone is just like, okay, but what's with his arm? What's up with that arm? That arm is way too long. How is his arm longer than his whole body? And <laughs> stuff like that, right? So, and it, and it looked crazy. And like the way his arm, like his hand is like facing outward, like it looks so weird when you look at it. But it is an accurate uh, uh, depiction of that pose in that moment. But it tr- truly looks like an alien. Um, again, from from the initial uh, uh, post on Instagram, where like the lighting is a little weird. I'm looking at a different photo of it now. Um, it's because it's up, it's out in front of the Staples Center right now, and it looks way more reasonable in this light and in this like I guess this like angle. 
Um, but then, okay, scroll down. There is another angle where it looks like his arm is equally as long as his whole body. <laughs> it's like, there's no way, man. There's no way his arm is that big. Or maybe there was. Maybe Who knows? He, had the, he has a wingspan. Uh, listen, the arm doesn't look that weird to me. Like, statues always have a little bit of a... Of yes. a, oh yeah okay and, you know there's some artistic liberties that are taken with this and if we're going to accentuate the arm you know what i'm okay with it um i think it's probably i think the issue is probably in the shoulder like the shoulder looks a little extended um yeah. it's the raise it's the it's when you raise it your shoulder goes up and then so then it looks like your, your the arm is extended and then if you look at his one leg on the same side uh, I think it's bent a little bit, so it makes that leg look a little bit shorter. I know a lot of the comments were like, "How is how is his leg longer than his? How is his uh, arm longer than his leg?" You know what I mean? I know, but like, which is for funny. those of you watching on video, like, <laughs> look at this. Like, look at how long my arm. My arm is pretty long. I don't know. It doesn't look that long. No, it's not that long. Mm. You're also Even like, when I do this, I'm taking up the whole frame. Look at me. Well, I can't see any of your body now, so it doesn't. There's no nothing to compare it to. Our arms, I think that the point that we're talking about tonight, when we're talking about Victor Womanyama, when we're talking about Kobe O'Brien, Kobe O'Brien, Kobe O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> when we're talking Womanyama, when we're talking uh, Kobe Bryant statue, uh, is we're talking about long. Oh, uh, I love it. That's, that's what he would have been called if he played for the Celtics ever. Kobe yeah, O'Brien. Yeah, um, we're, talking about right. and we're talking about long arms, and so I think uh, I think it's probably more accurate than it is inaccurate. I'll I'll take the zag on this. I will uh, I will stick I will stand by these arms. What do you think it takes for them to rename the NBA championship trophy the Kobe O'Brien Trophy? <laughs> uh, it's coming. Look out for it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Other huge league news uh, that big? we have to get to. Big league news. Uh, the son of Michael Jordan, Marcus Jordan, and Larsa Pippen, uh, Scotty Pippen's ex-wife. If you're not familiar with this story, Marcus Jordan is dating Scotty Pippen's ex-wife, and Michael does not like it. Uh, I'm pretty sure we all have heard about this already, but they broke up. It's over. The nightmare is over for Michael Jordan. And apparently, this was a big, like, uh, uh, like, big issue for him and scotty's relationship also they are not on speaking terms right now uh so maybe we can begin to heal this but um brendo have you have you watched any of traders season two the traders no <sighs> have you watched any of trader season one listen i watched two episodes of the season one of the british one Oh, and, the British um, one's no good. Mm, bad, bad, bad. No, no, no. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We don't need to get on a traitor's uh, tangent here. I think but, we do. But I think that the... Um, what do you think I put this in in the talking points? <laughs> I thought the show had too much bullshit in it. I was like... Listen, the British they're one's like, not oh, good. And they're like, okay, you're the traitor. And then you come into the secret cauldron room. And then you take the oath. Yeah. And then we give you your cloak. And then you, you sneak down the hallways. I was like, there's too much bullshit. Listen... Give the American one a try, okay? Trust How me. How is it different? Alan Cumming hosts it. He is hilarious. He takes it seriously, but in a way where you can tell he knows it's it's too much. Do you know what I mean? He has a much more like like under he's a much better understanding of the whole thing. The I didn't like the British one. We watched we watched all of season one of the American one. We're like, this show's incredible. It's so good. We we're like, hey, there's a UK one. Let's go. And then we put on the first episode, and we're like, no. Don't like it. Don't like it at all. Stopped watching after the, like, not even after the first episode. We didn't even make it all the way through. I just didn't like it. It was, it, it was very, it was different somehow. Maybe what you're saying. Anyways, season two traders, Larsa Pippen and Marcus Jordan are on the show. They are both uh, um, uh, contestants. <clears throat> and, you know, at some point, I mean, spoiler alert, if you're watching Traders season two, Marcus Jordan gets voted out. Larsa Pippen broken up about it. So, you know, there's, you know, you, we were all invested in this relationship. Does it seem like a healthy relationship? Eh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, it's broken. It's it's over now, though, so we can all move on, I guess. <laughs> is is he coming back over to Michael Jordan's for Thanksgiving this year? Yeah, I'm honestly more excited about the fact that Michael and Scotty are gonna are gonna be friends again. Hopefully, I don't know. I don't you know. Don't about think that. so. Eh? I don't think it stems just from this too. I think it stems. It's also not. From from uh, that last duel documentary or uh, last dance documentary. Sorry. Um, they seem to have some, uh, some issues with each other. Yeah, they seem to. And I mean, 
apparently with this thing, it's like Scotty doesn't care that his ex-wife is dating Michael Jordan's son, which I guess that which makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Why would you care? Uh, go for it. Uh, but but Michael Jordan very unhappy with the whole thing. And I guess something uh, something about. I guess I should have read more about the story. I thought it was just funny that they broke up. Anyways, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> well, after being on Traders and having being such a big deal, but I guess you don't watch Traders, so everyone go out and watch season two of Traders, and then we can come back and talk about it. Um, but it is a very good show. Everyone check it out. Traders, Alan Cummings, so funny, so good. Um, uh, this is the other thing I'm going to mention here. Um, I, we got Thanasis Antetokounmpo um, is just. <sighs> Is he the? Yeah, he he's the laughing stock of the league, right? We all every there's no secret with Thanasis. We all know there's not too much to say. We all know what's going on with Thanasis. But he had this moment where he um, was bringing the ball up court and he got an eight second violation. No one guarding him. He was simply walking too slow. Yeah. Uh, it's it's pretty funny to see because like. <laughs> The broadcasting team laughs at him, and then they show the the Bucks bench, and Dame is like, like the look on Dame's face is like, did anybody else just notice that? And like he starts laughing and like takes a drink, and and like everyone's kind of doing that, and it's like, this is, when what are we doing? What are we doing here? Is Thanasis a, a traitor? Like, is he one of the traitors on the team? Like, is he <laughs> secretly trying to sabotage this whole thing so that? We could call it that. We could we could start. We you know I mean when do the when do the Bucks banishment uh, meetings happen? Like is that only is that every other game? What when is that? Do they, I don't know. Do they sit around the bench and uh, and and talk about well you know I don't know. Thanasis well, is a Thanasis, bit of a dead giveaway here. I, yeah, I think you're a traitor because you blow it every time you're anywhere near the ball, and then other people, you know, uh, Giannis is like, hey hey, hang on. That's way too obvious. You know, that's not how a trader would play. A trader wouldn't play. It's like Ryan Lochte in season one. Okay. Ryan Lochte is on season one of Traders. And he's <laughs> so dumb. He's so dumb. What do you mean now we're back? You're the one who brought it up. Yeah, it's true. Ryan Lochte is so stupid that everyone's just like, well, it's obviously not Ryan. Like, there's no way it's him. He wouldn't know what to do with it, even if it was him. So we can just, we don't have to worry about Ryan Lochte. And the traders correctly murder Ryan Lochte pretty early in the game because there's never going to, you want people who have suspicion. Anyways, I I don't need mean, I don't want to get into the traders strategy here, but anyways, um, what is this Thanasis like experience for a Bucks fan? I wonder, this is what I'm saying. This is what I want to talk about, right? Like, have we ever seen anything like this where like you have a guy who the whole league knows he knows the ownership knows, Giannis knows everyone knows what's happening here and we're all just like hey it's funny to watch him blow it completely every single time he's never going to play a meaningful minute in his career never but yeah it's like having Connor McDavid and then you're like oh we also have to, we, we took his brother Dale McDavid too he's not very good but <laughs> yeah he's terrible and, and Dale's just out there like I don't know, doing the hockey equivalent of this. I don't know. Like, just it's just, falling. I guess you just have to accept it. You just have to take it. Like, I don't see a lot of, um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm out there. I'm scrolling uh, uh, NBA Twitter, um, social media, that kind of stuff. I don't see a lot of angst about the NASA's. I think everyone just kind of goes like, yeah, that's, yeah. You, you pay, uh, you pay Giannis um, $45 million a year, whatever he, whatever he makes, and you pay his brother a little bit, but you get him. Yeah, and like I feel like we've seen this in terms of other like some star players like to they have a bit of an not entourage, but they have like a player or two that like they've had on other teams and they like that player to be around. We've seen that once in a while in various sports as as well as the NBA. But like but those players usually come and they're like, Okay, well this guy's like a veteran guy. He's not gonna play meaningful minutes, but at least but he's not like bringing our team down actively when he's on the court. I really feel like that. I, I mean, it's like he's taking this is my issue with it. Okay. I don't have any angst towards it. I think it's funny. I think it's like good for good for him. Cause the other thing is like he knows it's happening. So like he's just like, hey man, I'm having fun out there. You know, <laughs> running around with an NBA team. It's great. But like he's taking the job of someone who could be, you know, in that in that like roster spot developing. I know it's not a big deal. I know it's not a huge thing, but like poor whoever the like 
fifteenth guy on the Bucks was, or what could have been, or whatever, right? Like, oh, that's too bad for you. I don't. I, I kind of don't even care because I don't like the Bucks. Uh, I never have. Historically, I do not like that franchise for some reason. That franchise has always rubbed me the wrong way. I never. Um, and and I'm like, I can look around the league and at least go like, oh yeah, you know, I don't, I don't hate this team. I don't hate that team. I don't hate the Knicks. I just don't. Um, I don't hate the Knicks. The Knicks are like one of my favorite teams. Yeah, um, but for some reason, always with the Bucks and that fucking franchise, I've always just been like, <laughs> good, lose. Yeah, whatever. Pay 10 thanassuses. I don't care. Yeah. Um, yeah. Milwaukee, like you've experienced too much success. Lose. Screw you. What's Screw your, you. what are, what are your like least favorite teams in the league? What are your like bottom three teams? Would you guess? Um, teams that I really don't like. The Bucks are definitely there. Um, I really don't that... like, I don't like the Heat. Okay, that makes sense. Is, is I, that is that like leftover LeBron D Wade stuff? Like you think? I or have think you always no, I hated. I don't know. No, I honestly, it's all the Heat culture stuff. I'm just like too much. They got it okay. on their jerseys now. Like, forget it. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm not into this. Like not a Spolstra guy. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think anyone's bad, but I just don't. I, I don't sure. like. So it's like we all irrationally hate teams, like totally. for whatever reason, right? Like yeah. I, the Bucks one is kind of wild to me because they, they, they seem like a, a perennially like, you know, mediocre franchise up until the point where they get Giannis, and now they're like, okay, now we're good, and like now we have this thing. Mm-hmm. But I get it. Um, those are my top two. I don't know if I even have a third. For me, it's Celtics or the word. I hate the Celtics. Although yeah. back in the day, it was the Lakers, and now they've done a real switch for me. Now I don't hate the Lakers. You and I have talked about this before. We don't hate the Lakers, mm-hmm. um, uh, but I do. I do. I just don't like Boston in general. I think as I get older, I'm like I realize that I don't like any city or any team from that city. Um, <clears throat> um, but like I'm generally generally pretty. I, I you know what? Never liked the Nets. Not a Nets guy ever. New Jersey Nets, forget it. Brooklyn Nets, even worse. Get get out. And it's not just KD stuff. I think it might have started. It might have started with Vince. Maybe. Yeah, that probably makes sense. But I do feel like I've never been a big Brad Doherty guy either. You know what I mean? I was always like NBA Jam days. I remember. I feel like maybe maybe I lost to the Nets a lot, and it was like, ooh, screw the Nets, man. Um, what's your number two team after the Raptors? I think for me it's it's the it's the Knicks. I think they're a similar like Toronto sports fan like tortured existence of you know winning in the '60s and then you know for the Leafs and and the Jays in the '90s and then us never getting anything until our our beautiful Raptors. But I feel like the I could I could always identify with the Knicks that way as a Leaf fan. Yeah, I would say that um, uh, before the Raptors existed, the Knicks were my team. Uh, I really oh, liked okay. them. Uh, and that was back when, you know, they had Ewing and they were, um, mm-hmm. they went to the finals that one year. And I remember being excited about that as a young, as a young child. Um, nice. uh, and then when the Raptors came, obviously that all changed, but yeah, I really liked the Knicks. Um, I just thought that they were like the cool team. I remember watching them, uh, you know, stories about them on NBA inside stuff, NBA inside stuff. Yes. They're always, always talking the, about the Knicks. Yeah. Always talking about the Knicks. Um, yeah. So, so I don't, um, I like the I like the passion of their fan base too. I like that their home games look like they're insane. Like, yeah. like people are literally going to tear the roof off of the place sometimes, or like throw their chair. Uh, I like that type of energy because I feel like Raptors games have gotten entirely too quiet and entirely too ticket prices are out of control, and it's just very difficult for people to get there. And um, um, I remember like the, you know at the beginning of this sort of like Messiah era where he's out there like saying, fuck Brooklyn and stuff like the crowds were, were hot. They were mm-hmm. hot in those situations and now they're not so much. And then uh, otherwise league wise, I, I like to follow the Lakers because I, it's kind of a soap opera type franchise. And uh, I was really into the whole bus family drama and um, right. it's just, it's got layers. It's got stuff that I like. It's got big names. It's got big stars. It's got big drama. Um and as because because I don't actually have a rooting interest in the team, I just like to follow the Lakers. Okay, so that that feels like yeah, that's more of like you're like a general league. You like to see league drama, and mm-hmm. so the Lakers are the number one source of that always for forever, right? Even yeah. if there is no drama with the Lakers, 
there will be some manufactured things that the press will talk about uh, as always which is where we're getting these clicks baby we got we, we're talking we're mentioning lakers our our seo numbers are going through the roof because we're talking about <laughs> lakers in this video um uh yeah um well i mean i guess that's it uh you know looking around the league and looking at the raptors we got um What's what's coming up here for the Raps? Uh, we got a couple uh, teams here, I'm sure, that we're going to play against. Do you think? Um, for sure, I don't look ahead. I will not look ahead onto the schedule because um, it is too the the outlook for how many wins we're going to get to is too daunting. Uh, I saw something today. It was like, you know, we're projected to we're probably we will fall below 30 wins, and we've only really done that uh, like eight times in our history, um, mm-hmm. and we're projected out to win about 28 games right now. Uh, so I don't look too far ahead. In this era of rebuild, I just live in the moment. I check it. I check my app on the day, and I go, "Oh, there is a Raptors game on today." Right. I yeah. will watch definitely some of it. Well, for those of us who like to look ahead just to see what's happening in the next week, uh, uh, Siakam um, makes his sort of return. <clears throat> where uh, it's going to be the Raptors uh, Pacers on Valentine's Day. Then we get the hated Brooklyn Nets, and the, we don't. And we don't care about them, the Atlanta Hawks. Although I've never been big into the Hawks either. I've never uh, been big into the Hawks too. I was looking at a list of when the Hawks are on my teams. lower, in the lower tier like, for sure. Is it, is it like the 76ers are there for sure now? That I'm looking low. at it. Low, very low. Like. Yes. Do the Hawks, like. I'm also just kind of like, no, no, never like the Hawks. No, no, never. Um, uh, yeah. Um, so that's that's the next couple of games coming up. I think it's going to be bad, no matter what we're looking at here. So who cares? I guess, but uh, but hey, it's fun to sit around here and 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 talk about the same things every year, every week. So it's great. Uh, all right, guys, uh, that's going to be it for this one. Um, uh, yeah, just the two of us today. This was all right. This worked out. Who needs a guest? You know, not me. Not me. Uh, we'll never have another one back on, and Freddie is never coming back, even though he had his uh, uh, debut and. We'll see about when he's coming back. Uh, <laughs> thanks. Uh, B-Note, um, anything anything to plug? You want to talk about Space Janitors again real quick? Yeah, sure. Uh, me and Andy, we're in a, a new web series. It's called Space Janitors. Google us. It's a sci-fi comedy. Um, the tra- trailer's out. It comes out in May. Uh, that's it. Just Google us. It's it'd yeah. be great. If you like comedy and Star Wars, there you go. May 4th. Uh, other than that, we will see everyone next week. Uh, man, keep it real out there, everyone, and uh, we'll uh, we'll see you guys next time. Goodbye. Let's get some wins, baby. Let's get some clicks. All right. Uh, the baby, everyone's doing well. Um, I we went over there to drop off some like things for them, and <laughs> he looked. Freddie was so tired, and looked out of it. But we were. I still chatted with him just for a second. And I was like, okay, we'll get out of here. And then Pat and Maggie popped by, and they dropped off something. And they said, um, they were like, whose dog is this? Because Caitlin's parents are in town and they brought um, their dog with them. And Freddie's like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> and they're like, you don't know whose dog is in your house? He's like, yeah, I don't know. And then Maggie's like, is it, is it Caitlin's like parents' dog? And Freddie's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's their dog. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's the first two, like yeah, day man, or two I'm, after your kids oh, born, right? Oh my god. Just you're an insane. You're an insane yeah. person. Yeah. You are.